Did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcast. Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. It's a thing that is around the corner for you. So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. And welcome to episode 87 of the Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. And as we are reconnecting, I have a question for you Are you at diet rock bottom? Do you know what that means? Well, I don't know if there's an official definition of diet rock bottom, but the way I see it, is when you have dieted so many times that you have come to terms with the fact that diets aren't going to work for you. As you're coming to terms with that part, I hope you are also appreciating that diets don't work for just about everyone. It's definitely the rule, not the exception. There's just those one or two freaks of nature. Sorry if I'm hurting anyone's feelings there, but really it's not the typical experience. So anyway, if you're coming to terms with that fact, that diet don't, diets don't work for you and they don't work for most people, and yet you're kind of paralyzed because maybe you still want to be smaller. Maybe you are coming to terms with your internalized beliefs about size. The fancy way that I probably would call that is internalized fat phobia. For many of us, we were brought up around families and friends 
where making jokes about body size was really common and totally tolerated. So it's something that unfortunately, many people, as they're trying to heal the relationship with food, they need to also address. And I have a letter from someone today who I would say is at diet rock bottom. And part of the reason is because of the internalized fat phobia that she learned from her family growing up. To help me with this letter, I contacted Summer Inanen. She is the host of the really cool, empowering podcast called Fearless Rebel Radio. I love her podcast. It has great discussions on feminism, body positivity, and moving away from the scale. If you haven't listened to it yet, you need to go binge on it. It is amazing. And I think you'll get a lot uh, more pep in your step from listening to it. Before we get to this letter and hearing from Summer, a word from our sponsor. I don't know if you know this, but I have been working really hard behind the scenes on a very special free training for those of you who are trying to recover your relationship with food, to live without dieting, and experiencing PCOS. So I specialize in helping women with PCOS to heal their body, make peace with food, and promote health all without dieting. Yes, it is possible. I think if you have PCOS, you can do intuitive eating too, and I can't wait to show you how. So I have this free training that you can find at pcosandfoodpeace.com. It's a free three video training and it goes over some of my top tips and rookie mistakes that I have found along the way. And I can't wait to hear what you think about it. Again, I've been working on it for a while, so I'm super excited to share it with you. All you need to do to get to the free training is go to pcosandfoodpeace.com. All right, enough of that. Let's go ahead and listen to this episode's letter and hear from our guest expert, Summer Inanen. Dear Food, I am not sure where to begin. You and I have a complicated history. From a young age, I've struggled with knowing how to approach you. My parents did not restrict what I ate, and I ate a lot of different things. But throughout my childhood, I would hear my dad make comments about my mom's weight or suggest she shouldn't be eating something. Weight has always been a struggle for her, and I can't imagine this made it any easier. I'm 32 years old now, and she still goes from diet to diet, and I can't help but think I internalize this as well. When I went to university, I gained weight And this really started an ongoing struggle with body image and food that is still with me today. I joined a popular diet, Weight Watchers, and I started running all the time. I lost weight quickly. I thought I would be happy and I got a lot of compliments, but instead I felt crazy. Obsessing about calories and points, good foods and bad foods, every little shift on the scale. Of course I gained the weight back and I have jumped in and out of diets ever since. The last time I dieted was before my wedding a year ago. I lost a bit of weight, but since then I have gained almost 20 pounds in a year. This has been such a struggle. Body image issues I have worked hard at in the past are sneaking back into my life. Trying to love myself as I am has been a difficult journey and I feel that I'm slipping away from the progress I've made in the past. My weight gain and my reaction to it makes me feel real sadness sometimes. I want to love my body, but something keeps telling me the truth is on the scale and I have failed in some way. 
Stressed out by this roller coaster, over the past few months, I've been looking for something different, a new approach. I have realized that diets are not the answer. In fact, they are the problem. And I have found my way to learning about intuitive eating and through this podcast, Food Peace. I don't think anything has made more sense to me. It seems like the path to what I am looking for, a normal, healthy relationship with food. Nevertheless, I feel like I'm stuck. Food, I love you and I want us to be friends, but I often feel like we are more like enemies. Although I think about you all the time, even when there's no reason to be doing so, even when I'm not really hungry. I see there's a way to food peace, but I don't know how to reach it. I have the tool, but I'm not sure how to use it. When I read about intuitive eating, it sometimes seems directed at people who have not been letting themselves eat enough, and I feel like I'm eating too much. I still find myself eating things I don't really want or when I'm not hungry, though I often realize this after the fact. I don't even know why I do it sometimes. It's difficult to stop, and I feel so guilty. It's like I got off the diet train only to get on the eating one. I feel uncomfortable in this body right now, and thinking about food makes me tense. I get a similar feeling when I step into a gym, even though I know I need to move. I'm exhausted, and I'm not sure what to do. Am I giving myself permission to eat too much? How do I reach a balance? It's been a whirlwind food, and I'm searching for calmer, consistent relationship. One where there is space in my brain for other thoughts. Sincerely, stuck and confused. Hey there, stuck and confused. Thank you so much for your note. And what an amazing journey you've had. And I really want to say it sounds really tough. You've made some really big, important steps. You've identified that diets don't work. It sounds like you have started to move away of the possibility of diets actually working. And now you're kind of like, okay, now what? What do I do? And at the same time, your brain is constantly thinking about food and you're dealing with this internalized fat phobia. You know, you were brought up thinking that fat was bad and should be changed and should not be tolerated. It's not acceptable. And I appreciate that you're uh, addressing it. And I bet you already know that it takes time. After reading through your letter, I really thought that it would be best for me to get help from someone else. And I don't know if you have found this really incredible podcast. It's called Fearless Rebel Radio. And it's hosted by a body image coach. Her name is Summer Inanen. She is awesome, super empowering, motivating. And I think she's gonna have some extra special wisdom for you, insight, and give you some other ways to go where you are. I heard, you know, by reading your letter, I heard you saying, I'm stuck, Julie. I don't know what to do. And something in particular that you mentioned was that you're thinking about food all of the time. This is a really big clue for me that you're at diet rock bottom and we need to help you get unstuck. So let's go ahead and give Summer a call. Hello. 
summer. It's Julie Duffy Dillon. How are you? I'm excellent. How are you? I am so excited to be talking to you finally. I feel like I should have talked to you a long time ago because you um, and I do similar work and we're in the same circles like we've been talking about. So I am so excited for this letter writer and the Love Food listeners to hear your wisdom. Did you get a chance to look over the letter I sent you? Yes, I did. I did. And I can relate so much personally as well as from just the the clients I've worked with over the years in terms of hearing hearing the same kind of questions and struggles. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you connected to it. And especially if there's like a personal kind of connection, what do you feel like is the like what's going on with this letter writer? Like what's your general impression about what she's experiencing? Oh, I think it's that that really difficult spot where you've stopped dieting, but you're questioning yourself and what you're doing because you've entered unchartered waters. So you've you've left the food rules behind, but you don't have the experience of really listening to your body and trusting yourself. And it can feel really scary and out of control. And you think you're eating too much. Um, you think maybe you're not like exercising enough and your body is healing. So it might be going through some changes. And it's just bringing up a lot of fear and uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And it's that sticky point where uh, it, everything feels like we're questioning ourselves, like we're questioning, am I doing this right? Like, is this what I should be doing? I don't know, because we're so used to following a plan. We're so used to having someone say, okay, here's exactly what you're going to do. Here's what it's going to look like. You know, you've been following these rules. You've been um, kind of living inside of a box in terms of the the diet rules and guidelines. And so when you break out of the, the cage or the box, it's it's a little bit scary because you've never you've never experienced that before. Right. You know, something that I feel like people who don't connect with either a coach or a dietitian or a therapist to help them with moving away from diets, I think there is this like general assumption that when a person stops dieting, they like it's like a flipping a switch and then uh, they're intuitively eating and they're relying on their mm-hmm. hunger and fullness cues. And it's all like kumbaya, you know? Um, and it kind of reminds me of like, I don't know if this is a weird kind of analogy, but it reminds me about like breastfeeding with my firstborn. I remember thinking, oh, it's natural. I'll just be able to do it. But really, uh, I needed to, people to show me like I'd never done this before. I didn't really know anything about it. And it felt weird because I was like, well, it should just be natural. I shouldn't have to ask for help. But really, it, you need more. And like this this transition from dieting to intuitive eating is such a big space, you know? And like you said, it's so like, it can feel so chaotic, but that's for you and me, that is what we expect. You know, we're totally expecting it to feel awkward and weird and scary. And it's part of the process So what do you feel like are some first steps for this letter writer? Like if she's like, okay, that's where I am. So help, what do I do? What would you suggest to her? Yeah. So I think there's, there's a few key things. First is, is just know that where you are is, is, is where we would expect you to be as, as coaches, as people who have worked with others in this, 
capacity. So often that pendulum swings the other the other way, but that is part of part of healing. And I think, you know, there's some basics that I recommend to everyone. Uh, the first one is obviously get rid of the scale, like get rid of any kind of tracking that you have that measures your body size. Because as long as you're hinged on your body size, as long as you are tracking your body size or, or cognizant of your body size, it makes it a, so much harder to really tune into what your body needs and go with the flow. And it causes you to fixate more on your body instead of living your And on top of that, another thing that can really help is just getting clothes that help you to not think about your body. So for me, what really helped was just looser clothes, even just like more kind of clothes that were just sort of black or leggings, like just stuff that helped me to not think about it. So I could just move on with my day and not be fixating on any of the physical changes that may or may not have been happening. Mm -hmm. And then the other big piece is, and I think I, I think what I'm reading is, you know, this this reader is questioning the amount of food that they're eating. And so when you start to give yourself full permission to eat, and when you start to what I call eat like a grown ass woman, it is generally a lot more than you think you're you need. <laughs> and it can seem like a lot. <laughs> but the reality is, is that we as grown ass women need a lot of food. And when your body is healing, the pendulum swings the other way. I think when I, when I start working with women who have been restricting, who come from that diet mentality, like they're often, I'm often having them eat like twice as much as they were before because they were so under, undernourished. And that's just following kind of like conventional diet standards. And I'm not going to obviously give numbers or anything like that. But just as a guideline, like it can seem like a lot of food, but that's actually how much you need to function like a normal human being. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, keep giving yourself that full permission to eat, even if it feels like a lot, you have to go through that phase of just giving yourself that permission and be really compassionate with yourself. Like remind yourself, this is, this is healing. I'm healing my body right now. I'm focusing on my mental health. And, um, and then you'll get to a place where it feels a little bit more quote unquote balanced. Cause I know the reader asked about, you know, how can I get to a place of balance, but you can't force balance. Balance is, well, balance is kind of a tricky word because you think balance means like in the course of a week, uh, you know, everything should balance out. But balance is really something that happens over a long period of time. And so the don't force it. It will just kind of happen more organically. And balance is also something that I would encourage you not to look at over a short duration of time, but rather think about it in the long term of your life of just cultivating a sense of, of balance. And balance comes from focusing on your mental health, as well as, um, you know, your, your physical well-being. Mm-hmm. You know, she mentioned too, that this like complaint that I, I have a feeling you hear often too, is like, she feels like she's thinking about food all of the time. And I feel like that's, totally the norm, especially for people at diet rock bottom and trying to move away from it. And if they're looking for balance and thinking about food all the time, I just can't see that ever happening. You know, there needs to be, I feel like when people are at that, whatever that ambiguous kind of balance part is, I'm kind of putting air quotes around it. Um, 
I feel like it's something it's almost like a hindsight, like, oh, wait, um, the last month or so I've eaten a lot of variety. <laughs> like that's like, what I would maybe call balance is like, there's some variety there or I've had, I've trusted my permission. You know, it, it's, and it's more of a hindsight with a really big picture, like you were saying. Um, so I yeah. don't know if that's something that, yeah, what you think about that or if you agree or disagree on that. I totally, it is. It's hindsight. It's never foresight. Balance is always something like you'll do something that you never used to do. Um, and, and, and you won't recognize it until after, like, for example, you know, whether it's, um, you know, finding like ice cream in your freezer that actually has freezer burn and you'll, and you'll kind of be like, who am I? Like, oh, that just (laughs) happened as opposed to, um, you know, forcing that process to happen. So, and I know that that's so hard because, you know, uncertainty and trusting ourselves, um, you know, when we haven't allowed ourselves to do that, or we haven't had the opportunity to do that, because maybe we were put on diets at a young age, uh, it can take a long time. So one metaphor that I really like to use is that we're learning a new language. So we've been indoctrinated into the language of dieting and the language of diet culture. And that's the way that we're programmed to think and speak and act and behave. And that, I mean, really, in a way, it like domesticates us because it puts us inside this very small way of existing and it takes away our personal power. And so in order to regain our personal power and independence, we have to relearn a new language. And that is the language of, of body trust, of, of, you know, just going with the flow of listening to our bodies. And that takes time. So if you think about a language, like let's say you speak English your entire life, and now you're going to have to go and learn Russian, but you're going to have to learn Russian in a country that only speaks English. Because the most part, where we live right now, everybody else is indoctrinated in diet culture. And everywhere you look, that that language and that behavior is being reinforced. So maybe that metaphor can be helpful for you to know that this takes a long time to really like learn that new language for yourself. And you have to be really intentional by giving yourself that permission to eat. And one of the things that really worked for me was just repeated, repeatedly saying over and over to myself, food is just food. Like I can have it anytime I want. It's not a big deal. Food is just food. And that helped me to get away from that like good or bad way of thinking. And it helped me to get to a place where food was just really neutral. And I knew that it was no longer scarce. And my then eventually my subconscious was able to catch up and know that the famine was over. Oh, good. Yeah. You know, I love that mantra, food is food. It reminds me of something that I've really come to appreciate is that food doesn't deserve the power we give it, you know, and that's such a great mantra to repeat and easy to like cling on to in those moments when the brain is so loud and it's feeling chaotic. Mm-hmm. Well, and your the language you were talking about, I'm thinking about this letter writer, how her parents growing up, it seemed like they gave her permission to eat, but yet they didn't have, she didn't get permission to have a body however it needed to be. You know, she got the message that her dad did not like her mom's body, that he did not find it acceptable. So she internalized that fat phobia, you know? And so is there anything, I don't know, anything to keep in mind as she's learning this new language that that will make it more challenging, I'm assuming. So yeah, do you have any insight for her to help navigate that part? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, working on body acceptance is really, really important and overcoming, um, you know, what, what your body really represents to you. So, you know, what does it mean to have a larger 
body? You know, what, what have you associated that with and what are you letting go of with that former body that you had? And there's kind of like this mourning process that we go through where we, you know, if our body has changed and we're letting go of what we've attached to our former body, but it's about getting to kind of that layer underneath of like what our bodies represent to us. So for a lot of people, you know, a larger body represents, um, it really kind of ignites like the fear of judgment, fear of criticism, fear of being abandoned, fear of being unloved. And like when we can kind of ask ourselves that, and that's a really good journal question is like, you know, what does my body mean to me? And you can even ask that with yourself to yourself in, in the moment, then you're more in a better position to offer yourself compassion. Cause you're getting to that layer underneath, um, that goes beyond just your body. And I also encourage uh, this, this person and everybody else listening to work towards just getting to a place where you're not thinking about your body so much anymore, as opposed to liking it or finding yourself attractive or like, quote unquote, loving it. Like I take that off the table completely. And one of the first steps that I actually encourage people to go to is just accept that you don't like it. Like, accept that where you are right now is uncomfortable and you don't like it, but you're learning to come to a place of, uh, you know, Melissa Fabello uses the term body neutrality, like body neutrality, uh, which I think is a lot more achievable uh, than getting to a place where you're like, I feel so good in my body. Um, uh, that can come further down the road or even not at all because you're just out living your life and not thinking about your body anymore, which is ultimately like what I want for the majority of individuals. Seriously. Cause like you said, those grown ass women, we can do so much more if we're not worried about our body, <laughs> you know, um, yes. and we need the fuel to be these grown ass women to take over the world or at least like fix the shit that's going on. <laughs> so, yes. Um, yes. You have some amazing insight. I I've learned um, some new nuggets from listening to you. So thank you. And a uh, part of this podcast is something called the food peace syllabus. And it's a collection of books and blog posts, podcasts, or anything that we find along the way that help to cultivate a more positive or neutral relationship with food and our body. Do you have anything that you'd like to add to it? Sure. Yeah, I do. So, uh, you know, my area of expertise is, is helping women with body image, confidence and self-worth. So I have resources around that. Um, you know, the first one is I have a free 10 day body confidence makeover, which is with 10 steps that you can take right now to feel more comfortable in, in your body. And that's at summer forward slash 10 BCM for body confidence makeover. And that really gives some of the basics as well as some, even some journal prompts that you can use to start to explore this stuff. And then, um, you know, beyond that, uh, my podcast, Fearless Rebel Radio, we talk about this stuff uh, quite a bit. And that's, you know, that's on iTunes and Stitcher, the usual places. And then for, for people who want uh, my support, I have a program called You on Fire, which is a 12-week group coaching program that blends online training with customized coaching from me. And this is all about building up your self-worth beyond your gene size and finding your inner fire and rampant untamability. Because I like to, I, the way I like to look at it is, is using the metaphor of a cage. Like we're, we're kind of living in this cage when we're 
when we're indoctrinated into diet culture and societal expectations. And when we break free of that cage, we're really like untaming ourselves and we're becoming these like untamable, untamable women where we know that our, what makes us worthy, what makes us special is really like the fact that we have passion, we have purpose, we have conviction, we have grit. And it's like all of those things that are going to give you a much richer and fulfilling life than when you're living inside that cage. And so the the program You on Fire starts September 25th and it's it's amazing. And it's with myself and, a, you know, it's a group program. So you get uh, a bunch of other women who are doing it that are just like you. And we really just deconstruct all the BS that's in your brain and then build you right back up so that you know that what makes you so amazing and the mark that you leave on this world comes from your soul and that fire inside of you and not how you look. Oh, awesome. That sounds incredible. Well, I will put links to all of that in the show notes because I, I, I feel like that is something that listeners could really benefit from. So I really appreciate your time and expertise. And Summer, if there's a way that for people to find you outside of that program, like do you have a website or something that is the best way to get a hold of you if people are wanting to learn more? Yes, everything is at summerinanin.com. Um, or if you can't spell my last name, you can just go to thebodyimagecoach.com. So if you go to thebodyimagecoach.com, you'll you'll land on my website and there's links to all the free stuff I have, the podcast and any of the the programs that I offer too. Awesome. Well, I will also include those in the show notes so they don't have to worry about misspellings. And uh, thank you so much for your time and expertise. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. There you have it, Stuck and Confused. I hope you got some nuggets of wisdom from Summer and I's conversation. I love her mantra, food is food, and also the concept of learning a new language. It's something that I feel like could really encourage and more empowering kind of conversation. And I hope it gets you to a place where you feel a little less stuck. Before we get to food's letter, because I see that food has written you back, be sure to check out my free video training for those of you affected by PCOS, and you can find it at pcosandfoodpeace.com. All right, let's hear what food has to say. Until then, stuck and confused, keep us posted. We hope things get easier. I would love to know how things go and take care. Dear Stuck and Confused, since you've stopped dieting, we food see your fear and uncertainty. We appreciate it feels out of control and like uncharted waters. You're healing and where you need to be. We hope you've deleted all those last tracking apps and devices because they are keeping a sneaky manipulation and last grip. As you learn your new food language, be patient with your mind and body fluctuations. Doing so will allow your heart and soul to have a new conversation. Love, food. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food Podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.